Welcome to the Legion of Impact, where our goal is to bring you tactical ideas, insights, and meaningful conversations to help you build a life that you're proud of and positively impact the world. Now for your host, Anthony Hamilton. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Legion of Impact. My name is Anthony, and I am here with my co-host, Avery, um, who is just a few states away. Um, it hasn't, uh, what, what are you, what are you looking at? I said a few. Yeah. A few <laughs> States. I mean, um, so it's been a while since we recorded. Um, I, I mean, we've been saying we've been trying to get this thing going, you know, at least fairly regularly, um, for a little while now. And, uh, I think, you know, we're still trying to commit to that. It's just, uh. You know, scheduling with, with you moving and everything. So, why why don't you um, catch everybody up on kind of what what you've been up to and um, you know what's been going on in your world? Because I mean, that certainly impacted kind of the the workflow of things. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's impacted a lot of business endeavors, um, or I guess a couple. But uh, but no, I mean. Emily and I decided to pack up uh, New York and move to North Carolina um, just based on weather, based on politics, based on quality of life, and just ultimately getting outside of our comfort zone of upstate New York where we've always been our entire lives except for that short stint in the military and uh, what, you know, Emily had of college in New York City. Um, But... uh, we moved down here. We're in the in between Jacksonville and Wilmington area. Uh, weather is phenomenal uh, today. I mean, it's ninety degrees or high eighties, and uh, it's just it's been beautiful. I mean, we were supposed to get the tail end of um, Adalia, Hurricane Adalia, and we got a thunderstorm overnight, and that was about it. Uh, so. I don't know. We, we've loved it. We've just been kind of getting our shit together here in North Carolina and figuring out how we are to live here. And, uh, it's about it. You must, you must have went to, uh, a Marine Corps barber, uh, here recently seeing the hard part in your hair. No, I, um, I no, I have a uh, I have a, a badass barber, um, hard luck barber on Instagram. He's uh, it, it's funny because like he is a barber, but he also is a tattoo artist. He's also he also does scalp pigmentation, and so like he, uh, if anyone heard my microphone rattling, that was my daughter grabbing it, which she's not supposed to be doing. <laughs> But, um, uh, but he, uh, he does a lot of tattoo things. He does, if you see him, he's tatted, uh, head to toe. And what do you want to say, baby? No. Hi, Charlie. (laughs) Um, and, uh, what do you want to say? Say hi to uncle. (laughs) Um, so yeah, he, uh, he, he's a great dude and. He like you walk like it's so it's a 
what do you call it? A uncommon practice uh, that he has because he um, he offers up a glass of whiskey, some bourbon, uh, or a beer, or you know, bottle of water or whatever when you walk into the shop, and um, you know, you just get to know him on a different level. Yeah, uh, and that kind of thing. But he's, I mean, he's a badass barber. He's been barbering for like two years. And uh, he lives in the Wilmington area, but he's become a pretty good friend. He's got this weird cat that's a uh, Sphinx, I think it's called, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that he he brings into the barbershop. Um, it's a, one of those bald cats. Yeah. And it's just like part of his brand now. Um, but he he's a badass barber. And yeah, I told him to do something a little bit different today because I have this colic in the front of my head that just looks like it's you know, just flat on like strip sticking straight up on my head. Yeah. Um, and so I just had him take it down a little bit and do a, do a hard part and shore it up. So not a military barber, but I mean, he does a good job. Um, it, it, it does he get a lot of Marines in there? No, he doesn't. No. I mean, are you, are you my seeing buddy a lot Ryan of the, is, are you seeing a lot of the Marines over there? Yeah. A lot yeah, of people I mean, from over the place. Lejeune and whatnot. Yeah, because I live like right outside of like I live relatively close to the back gate yeah. of Lejeune. Um, it's about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to the back gate of Lejeune. So I'm kind of like the first town that doesn't have all military. Right. Um, so basically you have Jacksonville and then to the Southwest of Jacksonville, you have Sneeds Ferry, which is where the back gate is. Uh, and then you have Holly Ridge, which is further Southeast or Southwest rather. And, um, that's, I mean, that's where I live. It's a little bit more coastal, uh, and it's Holly Ridge is an up and coming area. So there's a lot of new construction developments going in and that kind of thing. That's where uh, uh, Comalazzo's and uh, Johnny Slicks are, right? Holly Ridge. Yeah. Uh, yep. And um, I actually I go into Johnny Slicks. I mean, I've been there like three times now, getting product from them. Yeah. Um, and they got a pretty cool operation going. Uh, they have the first couple times I tried going, I went to their lab, and because it's right off Seventeen. And it said no public access, so I was, like, disappointed there was no shop, right? Because I wanted to go and support the shop instead of buying online. Um, and so I messaged them on Instagram, and one of their employees messaged right back and told me to come to this, to their uh, shipping facility, basically, where they do a lot of their shipping from. And uh, I went there and got what I need to get, and so that was the first time, and then the second time... Uh, I just, I went in, but I just didn't message them. They, they say like, shoot them a message. So they always have someone there yep. ready for you. Yep. But, um, I just, I just, now I just go and, um, pretty cool place. It's very unassuming, but, uh, but very American patriotic, yep. um, and just American made and it's clean product. So it's not like. You don't have all the nasty chemicals and shit that you have in a lot of the gr 
grocery store products and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they probably have their body and wash too. And yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, they're in this area. So what, so I guess one thing that I wanted to talk about on this podcast was I, you know, it's, it's been kind of getting under my skin recently. There's one case that has, uh, presented its ugly head recently, um, to us that, that you, you also know about, um, that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm sick and tired of these like team leads and just these like quote unquote, like experts or like leaders taking people for a ride in real estate, just taking them for a ride in not being congruent or true to what they say and, and how they, you know, present themselves to be, um, you know, like, I I, I don't know, you know, just eight new agents coming in kind of relying and, and hoping that, you know, these people who speak this game are going to uphold their part of the bargain in training them in giving them the leads and, you know, doing all this, whatever they say that they're going to do. Um, right. But they never do. And, well, and in, in fact, they're, they're driven by selfish motives that, that only benefit them and not the new agent. It's not about getting that agent up to par to then perform better. It's about right. give me as much money in my pocket as I possibly can. Um, it's not even that though. It's not even that. Um, I think what that is, is it's a strength in numbers mentality. Uh, and so, you know, if, if you think back to our last brokerage, it was essentially pull everybody and anybody in. Yeah. And just by pure numbers, you're going to be successful if they sell one house, right? If you have, if you have 300 people in your brokerage and all 300 people sell one house, right? You're making a, a, a little bit of money just on those 300 people, right? Not nearly as much if they ended up selling 50 homes each, but yeah. they're selling 300 homes. So you're making some money from that, from, you know, referral fees or brokerage fees or whatever splits, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what a lot of these team leaders are looking to do. They don't necessarily care about the individual agent and their production and their knowledge and, you know, their, uh, their excellence individually, but they just hope that they're good enough to sell one to five homes where they can essentially make them a little bit of money. Yep. Um, you know, if, if, even if you sell, even if you sell, uh, I don't know, a million dollars, right? A million dollars. That's, you know, $30,000 in gross commission, uh, 15 of it, goes 50% of it goes to the team lead, right? That's $15,000 from one agent that you barely did anything besides political conversations to pull them in, right? Like a lot of these team leads are saying all of the right fucking things just to get you in and then, you know, drop the ball when they're actually in. So, um, at the end of the day, uh, I think it's on the individual to blame, Um, same, I I say the same thing with politics, right? Like the politicians aren't to blame. It's the people that vote for them and believe their lies, uh, that are to blame. And, you know, we do have a reasonable expectation that, you know, everyone should be truthful and honest. 
However, it's up to us to do our due diligence and our research sure. to make sure that's true. And, um, and so at the end of the day, like as much as we want to fault the team leads and, and broker donors and politicians and everyone else, um, it's up to us to do better and think better. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I agree with that in, in this one specific case, uh, you know, th- this one agent was this team leads only agent. Like he, he was yeah. solo for a while or, you know, for his, I guess his whole career. And then, you know, it was his first agent in, um, again, I mean, you know, like you said, you have a reasonable, uh, it's reasonable to think that they're telling you the truth or to think that they're going to uphold whatever they're, they're doing, um, or saying, but you know, it's just, um, your camera just switched. (laughs) Um, so it, uh, it's reasonable to believe them. There's, you know, unless they've given you reasons not to, it's, it's hard to know. And, but you know, as a new agent, like, you know, it, it just drives me crazy that they're, they're taken advantage of like that. Um, and, and, but I mean, like you said, like it is just one, it is just, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's frustrating for me because it's just, um, it's, it is the strength in numbers, like you said. And, um, they're, they're literally just banking on, you know, Hey, get a couple sales and, uh, give me the clients. It's going in their database. And that's what I told this person is like, look, man, like, you know, you're, you're on a team. You're, you're not like, like even your family, no, even your family is going in their data, their database. Um, yeah, you know, in, in, there were team, uh, team models that I was reading or, um, team agreements that I was reading from previous brokerages, and, and not even just that previous brokerage, but, but multiple brokerages. Uh, and you know, it literally said in there that all of your contacts will be going into the team database, including family. And then even if you procure your own family sale, so like, you know, your, your dad approaches you and says, Hey, I'm going to be selling a house, um, or selling my house or our house, our family house type thing. Um, do you want to sell it? Obviously, like you and I would think like, that's your fucking sale. That's yours. You know, why, why would you pay on your dad's sale to a team lead who had nothing to do with it? Um, but just being part of that team, you know, it might be a reduced commission split. Maybe you get 60% now instead of 50 or whatever, but like that sale is still going in the team stats. It's still going in the team database. It's all of that shit. And it's, it's so stupid and I, I wish that people could just kind of like think into, you know, Hey, there's a better way to this. Yeah. And something that we've kind of fallen into and, and we've kind of gotten accustomed to, which is mutually beneficial for everybody is like agents come over if they need help, great help them, but we're not getting any of their sales. You know, we're right. not getting splits on that. It's mutually beneficial to help them to, you know, educate and train and do everything that they need you to do for them. Because, you know, if they bring in other agents or whatever, you can make money on that, but it's not from their sales. Though. Yeah. And, and I think that's what is, you know, it goes back to my conversation with that, that growth leader that we had talked to, um, that one day at breakfast and mm-hmm. I had, I had 
called her afterward and said that, that, hey, you know, if the sponsors who bring in somebody to the brokerage, you know, they're, they're going to get paid out on profit share or whatever. Why don't they mentor and, and maintain that relationship with them? Um, she said, well, you know, we just don't want our, our mentors or our uh, sponsors to have to deal with that kind of thing. Um, yeah. We have the, the brokerage training and stuff. And it's like, I don't know. That, that's just not a great business model, I don't think. It's, right. I, I well, think we've gotten so far away. We've gotten so astray from, from providing actual value to people and being a value yeah. add for nothing. Um, you know, now we just want everything. I mean, you had asked a commercial agent uh, a couple questions. They basically said, I want the deal and I'll give you 25% of it. I'll do everything. Or you do everything and give me 50% of it for two fucking answers. Yeah. And Um, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, you know what that is though? That's an excuse. That's an excuse for the company to make more money and the profit share be basically nothing. Um, There's a reason that the profit share that we were getting at our last brokerage was almost fucking zero (laughs) compared to the rev share that we're getting now. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and, and, you know, the rev share we're expected, we're expected to not only, you know, quote unquote, I use this term loosely, but recruit agents, but we're expected to hold their hand and help them through what they need and, you know, use our, our upline to help train them and basically become better agents because without becoming a better agent, there's not enough sales. Right. right. And that agent isn't individually successful, which doesn't make the company as successful as it could be. Yeah. And so what better way than to reward agents by recruiting and training and helping quality agents. Right. So, you know, the last brokerage, it wasn't about that. It was, it was more about just bring in whoever you want and we'll do these standard bullshit classes. We're also not going to hold a standard to those classes because anybody can come up and yeah, teach something that they yeah. feel like talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here at AXP, I mean, you have real people doing real shit and then teaching it. Yeah. And they have to prove, they have to prove their concept to the brokerage. Otherwise they're not going to be teaching it, which is powerful because you're actually seeing the proof right yep. in front of you. Yep. You know, and you and you can go look up anyone's numbers, right? You right. can go look up anyone's numbers and the numbers can be skewed and stuff depending on if they're on a team and, you know, referrals and that kind of thing. But, you know, you, you know, if someone's bullshitting, yeah. um, whereas the, the last, our, our last brokerage and actually most other brokerages, you have no fucking clue who's bullshitting. Yeah. So someone's up there talking about social media yet they have zero idea what a click-through rate is right or like um average view duration or yeah yeah or their their rate on return rate of return on a facebook post or instagram post or fucking youtube video or anything right you know yet they're teaching you how to go and spend fifty dollars on a facebook ad so that you can reach people all the way in fucking california that aren't even the slightest interested in moving to new york it's it's or it's other real estate agents you know, or something that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, why am I seeing these real estate agents fucking, uh, 
uh, I don't know, these promos about like, hey, come work with me, yeah. you know, buy a house with me. He's like, dude, you're not niching down. Like you need to be able to hone in on your, on the audience that you're trying to get. Yeah. And if you're reaching other realtors trying to get business, you're fucking it up. You're wasting your own money. And so you're doing your agents a disservice if you're not teaching shit that you actually do. Yeah. Well, and you know, part of it comes with like, I, I think historically this has always been like a, a quote unquote sales business. It hasn't yeah. been like, you know, we believe it to be a people to people relationship business. We, and we also believe it to be a marketing business, but you know, just it's always been a sales business. And that is why, you know, realtors have the, um, reputation that we do that that's why people fucking hate us. That's why, you know, like you get, you get the, the sleazy ones like this person that I, I, I was talking about earlier. Uh, we, we went out to a property. He, um, there, there's a situation, situation. He met a couple at an open house and he, you know, he was talking to these people. He built the relationship and I mean, long story short, basically they'd be great. They became like grandparents <laughs> and, um, very nice. Right. They invited him and his family out to the property, uh, that he and his team leader had been to, um, but no contracts or anything were signed. They didn't want to sign a contract with that one person, with the person he was with. And, um, right. you know, in, in, it was because of sales. He said, he told me that that whole conversation, the whole time, it was like an hour and a half or some, the whole time it was talking about trying to sell their house the whole time. I, I, they ended up, uh, calling him up to go get drone photos and stuff, uh, ordered and whatnot. And, uh, so, you know, we got Alec out there and, uh, the whole time that I was out there, I talked to him about his army experience. Cause he, he was in Vietnam and, um, I was talking to him about that for, I mean, this morning, no, it was yesterday. Oh, okay. I was talking to him about that for like, like an hour at least. Um, and he, I, I had asked his wife what her experience was when he was over there because they had just gotten married recently and, and she had said something to him and then he's like, you know what? Like I've talked more about my army experience in the first hour of today than I have in the past 45 years. Like, he's like, nobody, nobody fucking cares about my experience. Like, and I'm yeah. like, it's my world. I care about that kind of thing. But then I, you know, I told Josh, I said, this is what this is about. It, yeah. Or, well, this agent. <laughs> I said, that's what this is about is building the relationships, like showing them that you actually give a fuck about them. And yeah. it's not just a sales thing. Like, you'll get a sale inevitably from it. But building that relationship comes first, even if the sale comes six months down the road or a year down the road, or if it never comes, yep. maybe it never comes, but that's all right. Yep. Because you built a relationship and guess what? They're probably going to refer you out. And if nothing actually comes of it, no referrals or anything, you still built, built that relationship. You still made them feel good. You still, you know, did yeah. good by them. And, um, yeah. I mean, they invited him and his wife and his kids out and his kids were running around the house as if it was grandma's house, literally had <laughs> cookies. They brought out peach cake. Like it was, you know, treats and stuff. And, um, yeah. and I left and I said, uh, you know, we, we didn't even talk about the sale at all. You know, we kind of talked about his, pl what his plans were for the photos, 
but um i mean we did we hardly talked about the the sale and um and you know i left and i said i said dude you've <laughs> like they're calling you back in six months i said you just have to stay in front of them like bring your kids yeah. over you know and let them become grandma and grandpa basically you know go get ice cream yeah and, like yeah. and and they're open to that they do like christmas caroling and and all sorts of stuff so they invite tons of people they'll probably invite me out there too and mm-hmm. but this cool. dude this this agent he said he said uh would you be interested in listing it for me and you know you, you just take me to learn and i said no dude you're going to do this you're going to get paid on it and I will still show you. I'm still going to show you everything. I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. But I want you to get paid on it because it's your first fucking deal. Not only that, but your first deal is going to be six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Like <laughs> that's right. that no, that's yeah, unheard of. That's, and I mean, that's going to be a a big commission check for your first. That's going to get you going pretty hard. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. I mean, first of all, that's in, that's incredible. And and. I, I I keep going back to the I think it was the MFCEO at the time MFCEO project, um, and they have an episode. It's like I want to say honestly, it's like episode thirty or something, um, and it's with Sal. Yeah, and they and it's called uh, Sales as a Way of Life. I think it is, mm-hmm. and it's probably one of the best podcasts that. I've listened to and I listen to it. I I go back to it frequently, um, at least monthly. And uh, like you can type in right in the Spotify feed, uh, you know, sales way of life or whatever. But it's Andy and Sal going over basically the dynamics of sales, right? And you know what what makes successful salespeople and what gives the salespeople a bad a bad name. And that's exactly it. Like, you know, there's people that go in there and they just try and push the product. Yeah. They push the product, they push the service and, and you know, that's all they do. And that's why people get a bad reputation because it's business, business, business versus going, becoming friends with them. I mean, um, he tells a story about, uh, Ryan Ruggle. Um, do you know Ryan from first form? I don't know. I might. He's like. I probably do. He's like their chief marketing person, but he essentially he has no role in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, he met Andy when Andy had S two or S two supplement superstores or whatever it's called. Yep. And he basically just walked in and he was selling them um, internet packages and like uh, advertising packages, and. Um, he went in and he wasn't, he wasn't trying to sell him the first day. He wasn't trying to do anything. Uh, he basically just went in and started hanging out around the shop. And he's like, he's like, Hey man, can I push a broom or can I help? Like, what can I do? You know? And Andy's like, who the fuck do you work for or whatever? And he told him, but he never once asked for business. And then he is just becoming valuable to him. And it, it was like a two or three year relationship and, uh, they just got talking about cars and this, that, and the other, and they became friends. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one time, uh, Andy was, was in a negotiation and Ryan was there 
and uh, they walked out of it. And Ryan was like, Ryan was like, man, I know I'm not like in your company or anything. Uh, and I, you know, I'm a very small part. Of, I know very little about all of this operation going on. But uh, I really think that this advertising package would skyrocket your business. And it was like $6,000 a month. And Andy couldn't afford it at the time. And he's like, dude, I can't afford six grand. Like, you know, that's, I can't fucking do it. And, um, or maybe it was six grand total. Either way, uh, he couldn't afford it. And Ryan was like, you know what? If you go 12 weeks and you don't get a, a return on, on your investment, uh, I'll, I'll give you the money back. And so Andy did it. Eight weeks went up. He wasn't seeing any results. He called Ryan. He said, what the fuck? And Ryan's like, give it four more weeks. And sure as shit, the next four weeks, he ended up like quadrupling his business, made his return on the money and all of this stuff. But um, from then on, Ryan became sort of his go-to man of just being valuable wherever he needs to be valuable. Yeah. And he ended up working out of the advertisement sales, out of the cable sales, uh, and working into First Form. And now he's an executive level uh, employee at First Form. And he, he literally, he doesn't have a job title, but he does a lot of their marketing stuff, but he doesn't have a job title. And he's an executive that gets paid seven figures within the company. And the guy has no other skills than basically just being valuable where he can, helping out where he can, and um, and literally just becoming friends with people and understanding like the human relationship. Yeah. And- Andy and Sal were just saying, like, if there's one person that understands sales at its at its like foundation, it's that dude because all he did was go in and become friends with this guy. Yep. He starts genuinely being interested in what Andy's interested in and you know, taking interest in the business. So and hold all on, let me stuff. let me let me stop you there because I think that is an important point right there that you just hit on is being interested because somebody else is interested in it. I think that's like, that's something that I have in, in, I think you too, but I've prided myself in is that like, I, I have a, a genuine interest for people being interested in things. I like, yeah. I, I like to know when people have a solid or a, a genuine desire or a genuine um, interest in something, right? I tell a story, yeah. I think I told you about it, you know, when, back when uh, I used, I think both back when we both used to work at FedEx in the mornings, there was this one kid who, I don't know if, you know, I don't, I don't know if like he was socially awkward or something, but he, um, Oh, the video game guy. Yeah. He literally, it, it took us probably about an hour or an hour and a half or something like that talking uh, or to unload a truck. And he's, you know, he, I, nobody could get anything out of this guy. Like he, he just wouldn't talk. He would stand there and, and I'm like, I'm not unloading this fucking truck and not saying a goddamn thing. Cause that'll be miserable and boring as hell. So I sparked a conversation and I, I, I got it out of him about what he, he enjoys. And he said, video games. And I said, tell me about that. And he uh, starts just going into like what he knows about video games and, and it wasn't actually video games itself. It was about making video games and selling and distributing video games and stuff. And so 
-hmm. we got into the rabbit hole of that and how you can make money on selling it. And I don't like, I don't give a single fuck about video games. I I literally don't care about video games, but I thought it was cool that he was so passionate about it. And I'll listen for hours just because I like when people are passionate about shit and because I would expect the same for me, if, if I'm passionate about something, I would expect somebody not to tell me, okay, I don't care about this. Right. Yeah. I would expect somebody to listen to me too. And I would appreciate that. That's how you get people to like you. I know you're reading right now, probably for 75 hard, how to win friends and influence people. Right. Yeah. I've been reading that book too. And that is one of the first things it says is be interested in people. Yeah. Like, if you're actually it's genuinely interested in somebody, too. yeah. If you're yeah. genuinely interested in somebody, they're going to like you. You're going to, yeah. you know, you're you're going to instantly be more influential in their life, not but, in a negative way or a positive way necessarily, but just because you show that you care. Yeah. But that's a that's a hard skill to learn because you have to ask questions and at, and just asking questions alone is hard for a lot of people to do. Like, even if it's in a school setting or, you know, in a listing appointment or, or anything, asking questions alone is hard for people to do because what questions do I ask if I don't know? And so, you know, that's a skill in itself. And honestly, that skill just comes from going out and meeting people and reading books and interacting with people. Like, I mean, you and I are, I, I think you are too, but uh, introverted ex- extroverts, Yeah. right? And where we would much rather sit our ass on the couch and just work from our laptops and not do shit. But, you know, we go out and we're perfectly capable of being um, social extrovert. That's what, yeah, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Extrovert. Yeah. Where we can where we can go out and talk with anybody and have a conversation and but that's not like like we kind of got that God given gift because Dad does that yeah yeah um but he's sort of I think we have more of Mom's genes in that sense where we're naturally more lazy and well, would rather just stay in and not socialize yeah and, but I think we've learned a lot from Dad in that regard though it's. You know, in, in the, like in the technical sense of, of the terms, it's, it's where do you feel more energized? And, you know, I, I think the way that we are is, is you can feel energized being by yourself, completely by yourself. Right. You can, you can be productive. You can do your own thing. Like you're happy to do that too. Um, you know, your cup is filled if you're by yourself too. But then also in, in, you know, a hardcore like introvert is going to be drained when they go out like with a bunch of people. And then vice versa, if you're a hardcore extrovert, you're going to be drained when you're by yourself. Like, you know, you're not getting energy from other people. So being both, you can be energized and have your cup full both ways. But I I, I do, like you said, I, I do think it's a skill, but it's also like it's, I made a video about it. Like you have to be curious about learning things. And I think, I don't know why. We, I don't know if it was like our time during the Marine Corps or right before the Marine Corps or something, but we got genuinely interested in just being curious and learning about different things. And, and I, I remember priding myself in like knowing a little bit about everything. And, you know, I don't know a ton about 
any specific, there's a couple topics I know a lot about, but you know, it's few and far between most things I know enough to be able to engage people with, um, have conversations with, and, um, you know, talk, talk to people about things. I know enough and I know enough, I guess, to ask the questions like you talked about. Um, yeah. And not how to not sound like a dumbass, I guess. Um, well, or, or even, even, even if you are a dumbass in that, in that, whatever that conversation or whatever asking questions asking helps questions. you understand yeah. and it and yeah. it and it automatically puts you on the offense right instead of instead of basically you just trying to i don't know like fake a conversation yeah that you have no part in being in well and it goes back to building that relationship though because when you ask those questions people feel like they're doing something for you they feel like yeah. they're they're providing you value by teaching you that or, you know, by you learning from them. That's them giving you value, which is when it's reciprocal, you can provide value in other ways, but you can also provide value by listening to somebody who cares about something and wants to like teach you or show you something or whatever. And not That's the start of it. Yeah. And not getting irritated by it or not, you know, shutting them down with, you know, I don't care about this conversation. Can we talk about something else? Right. It's the lowest, like the lowest form of human interaction, I think, you know, (laughs) and it's just, uh, I I was listening to a podcast the other day where the hosts were talking about, um, how they can't listen to like Jordan, Jordan Peterson, or they can't listen to, we'll, we'll, we'll say like Vivek Ramaswamy, or they can't listen to some of these like scholars because they're using words that they don't understand or they just can't follow the line of, of questioning or series of events or whatever. And they just don't read their books or they can't, they can't listen to it because it's, it's boring or they don't understand it. And I'm like, that's not, that's not their fault for being scholars. That's your fault for lacking the ability to, uh, you know, to rise up to that level, to understand what they're talking about. That's your laziness for not, being curious or learning and that to me is frustrating in human society that or human nature now that we've gotten to that point where everyone is so lazy about learning things and you know it's 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 affecting people's relationships uh vastly because they're just shutting out these conversations that they don't want to have they think they can just tune them out and and still have a good relationship with that person but that's not how that works No, I think part of it is with information being so quick at our fingertips. Uh, I think people yeah. just forget how to think, and so they don't they don't want to sit there and think about that conversation or think about what that means that they said. Or yeah, I mean, how to win friends and influence people? It's one of the most basic business self development uh, sales books that you can find out there, and it's still relevant to this day. Um, it's over what, 20 years old. I mean, at this oh, point, but minimum, I mean, the, the original yeah, teachings I, I, are I, way, way older than that. <laughs> it, yeah, it might be I don't closer, know, but, closer to a hundred years. But I mean, a lot of the verbiage and a lot of the stories and stuff like that book is pretty com- complex, yeah. um, reading through it. And so, you know, someone like me just being dyslexic and not being a very good reader to begin with, or you know, very good comprehension to begin with. I have to pause and, and 
take it a little bit slower and actually think hardcore about what it's saying and how to tie those elements together and that kind of thing. And that's a lost art uh, in society just because information is right there and people dumb it down to the lowest denominator. Yeah. Uh, You know, like if, if you think about what YouTube does, right. Part of our role as creators on YouTube is to dumb it down to people that are so that people are going to understand it. Yeah. And that's what people look to us to do. Uh, for the most part, it's also to show professionalism and knowledge and all of that stuff. Personality yeah, it's it's whatever, a little bit different of a of a concept, though. You know, where it's, it it's it's educating based on an area that they've never been on or been to, right. rather than concepts that that we can either learn or have already been introduced in our life before, and it's just trying yeah. to get a deeper understanding, and they're just too lazy to to dive deeper into it or to look further into, you know, well, well, right. It's, it's the instant gratification of headline reading and, yeah. and that kind of thing versus diving deep and actually thinking about the subject and going back to the original point. That's, uh, I think that's a major reason, reason why, you know, during COVID, for example, you see a lot of these, uh, seasoned tenured, agents falling out yeah right they go from selling 40 homes a year to selling five yeah and it's it's because i mean they are more of that salesy used car salesman approach where they don't care they don't care about the relationship at all um you know like like you were saying with like um with frank like they don't care about the the relationship they just care about the sale yeah and the other thing too, going back to the team leaders and stuff is, you know, in, in what I was saying about, um, we as individuals need to think a little bit harder about who we're getting into business with and stuff. Yeah. Um, and how we're doing business. It's hard to do when you're a brand new agent. Yeah. Right. But as you grow in the industry, you need to be able to pick it up. And, um, you know, I know, I know someone here that, uh, we we're just having a conversation and the and and it went something along the lines of, oh well, I don't have to prospect. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't have to prospect and I get referrals. It was like, okay, well, your broker gives you deals, right? You like it's just a cycle of of broker deals. And so, yeah, that's awesome to keep money in your pocket. But what happens when that broker dies? What yeah. happens if your broker uh fucks up with the law and has to close down the broker or, or they just or, decided they had enough and they've made their money and they're out. Yeah. They, and they, they or, don't have a responsibility to the agents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when all of that happens now you are forced to start fishing and you have no bait and yeah. you don't even have a fucking fishing pole. Right. So like, yeah, you can lean on your previous clients for referrals, but eventually referrals dry up too. So, you know, and I mean, depending on the referral source, I mean, not especially in this market where it's people are coming and going like the turnover is constant, Mm -hmm. you know, so like they're going to be out of here. Now you lost your referral source. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things like if you're an agent and this is the way you do you you are getting business by getting you know, leads from your team leader or your broke broker. 
um, you're you're gonna you're gonna die in the business. Yeah, it, it's only sustainable for so long. Like you might have a good two, three, four, five years, but after that, like you, like you're gonna have to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and and also just understand you don't have a business. Right. You have a job. Yeah. A ten ninety nine commission only job, and if you don't show up to work, you don't get paid. Like, and you're also not making your own job. Yeah. So, so, you know, part of it is like, okay, well, what do you actually want to do? Do you want to have a job or do you want to have a business? And the business is the only scalable way to do it. Yeah. Having a job, not even owning a job, but having a job where your broker funnels you leads or your team leader funnels you leads is a surefire way to get you killed in the business long term. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. I mean, actually look look at um look at uh man, um his name is David. I'll I'll just stick with David. He was <laughs> on uh the Power Ranger team. Right? Okay. And do you know okay. what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he was on the Power Ranger team and he fucking killed it yeah absolutely killed it on the power ranger team and um i like i remember vividly i was so stoked one time because i beat him out on a listing yeah and him and i we would go head to head on several listings in that same area and he'd crush me every time mm -hmm. and then i finally beat him and i was stoked and uh long story short um a lot of those leads he ended up getting from his broker or his uh team leader rather and he thought that he had a couple good years doing 12 million, whatever it was. He had a couple good years on the team that he would branch off and he would start his own team. Well, what's he fucking doing now? Yeah. He sold, he sells like 500,000 a year. Yeah. So like two homes, right? Like, well, and, I, and, and, I'm, I'm and, sure he's hurting. And, I'm sure he's hurting. Yeah. I mean, that is the like that's the point though for some of these brokerages and some of these teams though is that they rely know yeah yeah they want you to rely on them because they know that if you leave you don't have business so there there's one other person that i'm thinking of from from our old brokerage that he as soon as he got in he basically started becoming like a, a showing agent and rolling around and, and just showing houses for people and getting paid to do that 30 bucks here 30 bucks there then right. they they gave him you know hey i'll give you 50 50 if you if you work this inner city house right yeah and then it's just a, a and then it's just like they're basically giving you jobs to do and in this one now is a dedicated showing agent for a smaller team here and but i i i said hey like i offered him do you, do you want to have a conversation about where we're at and what we're doing? Because I think you'd be good at it if you, if you actually worked at it. And he said, you know, I just got a good situation where I'm at now. And I'm like, bro, you're very mediocre where you're at right now. You're showing houses yeah. for other people. You don't have your own business. You're being told by them fucks to, to go show a house. That's not a yeah. business. Like you're being told what to do. <laughs> and right. You know, and you know, I, with, with, with Josh, I was encouraged because 
with what he was telling me, you know, normally like I would be hesitant talking to somebody who's like, you know, I was trying to, I want to join a team who's going to provide me all these leads and stuff like to get me rolling and stuff. And he, he is like, you know, I, I just want support in any way that I can get it. I don't need leads. I don't need that. I can work to get them. And that is the key for me is, is okay. If somebody's willing to work for it, um, and they just want some support in, in learning how to do it, then I'm, I'm game, sign them up, right? It's, we can help. But if they're just looking for leads to be given to them and the work to be done for them, then there's no helping them. And, yeah. you know, I, I, heard a, I heard a question on the Tom Ferry show, like one of the dudes said, um, what, uh, you know, how has, um, or, or what is like, one hang up Ben in your real estate business recently. And that it's when he's interviewing new agents to join his brokerage or his team. And if they automatically go to basically like, you know, my broker hasn't done anything for me or um, like to kind of like bashing people, yeah. he he'll just cut it off and say, you know, we're not the right fit. Cause if they do that to you or to, to them, yeah. they'll probably do it to you in six months when they leave you. You know, yeah. and Dan O'Neill does that. Dan O'Neill does that. He, yeah. When he interviews agents, um, he he says, uh, what did you expect from your last broker that you didn't get or your last team leader or whatever yeah, that yeah. you didn't get? Yeah. Or, you know, what are you looking for out of a team leader if they're like a new agent or something? And that's like the qualifying question. One of those things. Huh? That's like the qualifying question. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And if, and if one of their things is, Hey, I'm looking for leads to get me going, then, okay, sorry, this isn't the right, this isn't the right team for you. Um, and I, and I think as a team leader, you're screwing yourself because, Mm -hmm. because you're also spending so much money on leads that, that you should be teaching people. You should be able to do yourself and you should be able to teach people how to do that. Yeah. So I just I don't think that's a sustainable way to do business, especially in real estate. I I mean, it's also not sustainable to sit there and wait for leads or right. anything like that. Like right. you can't just put yourself out there and wait, you know, but you have to actively hunt. And and that's that's a hard thing for a lot of people. Um, but but yeah, I mean, going back to the original point again, uh, you know, everything that you do needs to be around being authentic and basically just showing people value, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in being a friend, whether it's in being interested in something that they're interested because you might have a connection or two in that area. Um, just being a, a professional learner. Yeah. That's literally it. And, uh, and learning about them, what makes them tick, what's going to make them successful in life versus what most agents will call just like what's going to make a successful home transaction yeah home sale what's going to make you successful in life it might be timeline it might be more money it might be you know post possession like whatever it is right so like if you can peel back that onion to figure out what is going to be the best way to, or, or I guess the best suggestion to them, then you're going to win and they're going to win. But you can't do that if you don't befriend them 
yeah. and, uh, and, and take interest in them, their life and their habits. Yeah. I, I think it, I think it goes to ultimate values. Um, you know, if, if, if you're an agent out there looking, looking to join somebody or anybody, I think you need to look at what do these people stand for? Because that will tell you everything. Are they willing to actually stand on their values? Right. In, in exactly what we're saying, this is not bullshit that we're saying. How long did we fucking go without earning what we earn now? You know what I mean? How long did we go working a couple other jobs because we were building those other relationships that we that we're talking about right now? You build the relationships for the future. What you do now is what you're going to be seeing in 90 days, 120 days, 180 days. You know what I mean? Like two years, two, two yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. So what you do now is going to be what is what your future is if you don't build the relationships now you're going to be fucked there's ways to expedite these things where you don't have to get rabbit hold but you need to join leaders who are actually doing it and, and have done it and stood on the values that they preach all the time and have gone through their own struggles with it and will teach you how to fish teach you how to stand on your own values regardless of what they are right and so I, I think if if you're someone out there looking for something like that, I mean, we we are happy to help. We have a place for you. Um, you can reach out to either of us and just have a conversation. We're not, I have never pushed anybody to ever, you know, I, I rarely mention EXP anytime I met, meet with anyone. It's more about what their goals well, are and it's more about how, how we can help them. And in fact, I mean, we've helped planet and still do help plenty of agents who aren't with us. We don't get paid to help them. It's free, you know, and it takes our time that we could be doing other shit with. Right. But we care about that. We care about helping people. So it's, we're going to do it, you know? Well, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And I think when you get away from that and you have ulterior motives, yeah, that's when everything else goes to shit. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I'm just a believer in long-term prosperity, long-term relationships. Like, all of that stuff is what winning actually is. Right. I will delay the mansion and the fucking Lamborghini and all of this shit uh, as long as I'm doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. So on that, guys, reach out to us if you have any questions about real estate or joining a real estate team or brokerage or anything like that. We're, we're happy to help. And, and, you know, we've actually turned people away from exp maybe it wasn't going to be the right fit for them although i'm not going to fucking do that anymore because i am 100 percent convinced now that this is the right fit for 99.9 percent yeah. of people there's no other there's no other way around it um at this point we've seen enough and we've we've tried and experienced enough to to know better now so um well i mean josh yeah josh when we first talked to him uh i told him that Based on what he was saying and what he wanted, EXP should be the last option for him. Yeah. Because um, it was like in-person training he, and stuff, right? He felt like he needed in-person training, uh, all of that stuff. Whereas a lot of our official classes are online. Yeah. So um, he went with in-person training brokerages, boutique brokerages, and a, and a REMAX agency. And uh, sure shit, neither of them do in-person training or just not to the level that he expected. In fact, you, had to pay, you have to pay for and, them too. Uh, yeah. You have to fucking pay for them. So at the end of the day, uh, it's not for everybody, but,
But yeah, like Anthony said, um, at it's, this point, I'm convinced that uh, <laughs> it is the way of the future, and yeah. it's the best way to do it. And and join join real people who align with the things that you align with, and people that that you like, and you know who know a little something. Just because they're not in a suit and they don't speak a fancy game, that you know, um, that sounds flashy or blingy or whatever, um, doesn't mean. They're not they're they're not capable of teaching you shit that that you need to know that can really help you succeed. So keep that in mind. But but reach out if if you guys um, have any questions about real estate or, you know, even just the process, if you're looking to buy or sell or anything. Um, But then especially if you're looking to join a team or a brokerage. But on that, Avery, I know you got to get going. Uh, Thanks for hopping on. Um, Do you have any kind of saved rounds or anything like that before we hop off? No, you just doing the right things, always the right thing. That's it. Yep. Um, yeah. And so, so on that guys, uh, appreciate you. If you made it this far, appreciate you listening. Be sure to subscribe to the show, um, in the channel and, uh, give it a share. Um, that being said, Legion of impact out. See ya. See ya.